and welcome to the Q York podcast, brought to you from our local church in the beautiful city of York in the UK. The message you're about to hear is from one of our services, which also feature great live music and relevant movie clips. These can all be found on our blog, so to make sure you're getting the full experience, feel free to head over to qyork.co.uk and select blog to find the relevant content. There's also a huge selection of talks and live music videos on our media page, as well as a donate button if you'd like to show your appreciation and enable us to keep producing free content like this. Finally, to stay up to date on new blogs and events at Q, you can sign up for emails by filling in your name and email address at the bottom of any page on the website. But right now, it's time for the message. Okay, that video was saying music connects us to ourselves and to others, and song lies at the core of life. It was saying that everything is vibrating. Everything is vibrating. You are sitting still right now, but still there are bits of you that are moving. Your heart is beating. We are all making sound because sound is essentially things vibrating and creating these waves in the air. Now, we love to talk about metaphors here, and the reason we do is because there are some things you just can't empirically quantify. You can't give me 50 milliliters of love or a nice box of trust. So we have to say, well, love is like this, or God is like this, or trust is like this. And uh, Jesus used lots of those kind of parables to say that actually the things that are going on in the spiritual realm are like this. So today we're going to talk about how we are like waves. Now we've heard that recently with Chris brought this, the idea of we are like waves in an ocean of water, and we're all connected and all made of the same stuff, but we all have this kind of unique look about us and unique expression. And that got me thinking as a musician about sound waves and how are we like sound waves? If we are all vibrating, we're all making different sounds all the time, uh, where have those sound waves come from? What is your unique sound? What is it about you that makes your sound different to my sound wave? Um, and what might that teach us a little bit if we can learn some of the things about music that we've learned are real? What can that teach me about me? Okay, I need to scroll up because I've been whittling my finger for the whole time. <laughs> yes, it's been vibrating. Okay, so today so we're going to explore three different sections um, about how music can teach us one that we have more in common than we think, how rest can restore rhythm in our life, and how dissonance and resolution are all essential parts of harmony if we want to live in harmony together. So part one, I'm going to talk about what makes a sound wave. I'm going to start with a game. I, it's an old habit, I die hard, but uh, I've worked with kids for too long to not have games, and I'll give you kids something to do as well. And the rest of you will love it, and you'll just say it's for the kids. Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, instruments, because different instruments make different sounds. So let's have a listen to three different instruments. You tell me what the instrument is. They're all going to play the same thing. Wes, hit that instrument. What instrument is making that sound wave? It wasn't a harpsichord. Anyone else down here? Shut up, Phil. <laughs> what do you think it was? It was a guitar, very good, as demonstrated by Mr. Ed. Uh, let's have another one, second instrument. What is making this sound wave? Any ideas? What is that? Emily, a saxophone, very good, excellent. And there we have the bird. Okay, let's have another one. 
Xylophone, excellent. It's the thing you spell with X when you get that in Scrabble. Okay, so all of those were playing exactly the same notes, but they didn't sound exactly the same. So why do notes that are playing the same notes not sound exactly the same? Well, it's because sound waves are like me and you. We are complicated. I feel like I need a t-shirt that says it's complicated because I swear in every subject to get to, I think things are way more complicated than we often think. Now, when you look at notes, if I hit an A on the keyboard, are you ready, Phil? Let's do this. That note is an A. It's called A440. Uh, wake up, it's not that boring. Uh, 440 means it's going like that 440 times in a second. Now, if we played A440 on the guitar, it would sound completely different, but the main core part of it is doing that 440 times a second. The reason they sound different, though, is because there's loads of other notes in the same notes. Here's the thing that I think is fairly cool. Every single note contains every single other note. Each note that you play in music is like this unique recipe of different vibrations and sound waves in varying quantities. So you don't just hear one, you're hearing loads and loads of other little ones, which means that every note has something in common with every other note. Why does that matter? Well, have you ever heard yourself say something like, oh, me and that person are on completely different wavelengths? We have these guys saying it. We're on completely different wavelengths. We say things like, oh, we just have nothing in common. How can we possibly work together when we're just so different? Um, I was talking to someone yesterday, and we were thinking about the word like, and how sometimes we think, oh, I, I'm nothing like that person. And if we're really honest, we think, I don't like that person. And maybe the reason we don't like people sometimes is because we can't see the ways in which we are like them. So all we see is the differences. We've spoke for a long time about limerence, and limerence is this phenomena when you first meet someone and you're like, they're amazing, like we love all the same stuff, and like we were both into the same music. And then maybe you say like, oh, I really love Ed Sheeran, and they're like, I would rather stab myself than listen to Ed Sheeran. And you're like, well, we're suddenly really unalike, and you start to see all the differences. And it's when you see the differences that actually you can think, well, actually, I I don't want to be around them. I can't work with them. Joe spoke recently about how we can, um, rather than being celebrating our individuality, we can become separatists. And when we become separatists, we say, well, I need to get rid of the people that aren't like me. But actually celebrating our differences and seeing what we have in common actually is what can help us resonate with each other. Because I teach Emily saxophone. And one of the things I've had to do in my music room is dampen all the strings on the guitars. And the reason is because when she plays it makes all the guitars go at the same time because they all resonate because even if they're not exactly the same note, they can resonate with each other. Okay, I think I'm going to do a little practical thing now. That's why I've got the Britney mic on today, so I can come and go. Uh, every note can work with every other note on this keyboard. Let's take this one. Well, they kind of work well together because well, they're kind of in sync. If you literally look at sound waves, when they work together, that one is twice as vibrate as that one, which means they're in sync. They sound good. How about this one? Does that sound good? Well, some of you are thinking it sounds a bit weird. It sounds like they don't really go together. What if we do this? Suddenly, you put something else around it. The things that don't work actually can work.
So actually, every note can work with every other note. So what I want to give you this week is a bit of a faith challenge. I've got three faith challenges that I want to leave with you as kind of easy, applicable things. Um, when we think about faith, you might have to disconnect it from the idea necessarily of it being about God or spirituality. It can be about faith being, I'm going to see something beyond what I can see. I'm going to believe that there's something beyond what I'm currently feeling or aware of. So my faith challenge for you this week is when you're around people and you think, man, we're just not in sync. We just have nothing in common. I can't relate to this person. Try and find the thing that you have in common with them. There will be something. And I bet it will change your perspective on them. And you'll start to see that actually you're connected in so many ways that you might not have realized before. And it might help you to actually make something beautiful together. And this is a little clip of two guys doing that. So where waves and vibrations are the what of sound and music, rhythm is the when of music. So I want to talk a little bit about rhythm and what makes rhythms rhythms and how that might help us find a little better rhythm in our life. Now, if we do a little bit of clapping now, I'm going to put my phone down for this. You can applaud if you like. But uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm making a rhythm here. It's not wholly interesting, but it's kind of a beat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I wonder sometimes if our lives are just like this, like constant. And it feels like, man, I never get any silence or any rest. It's just constant. Da, 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 da. In music, sometimes you take bits out. Miles Davis, who was a great trumpet player, he said, it's not the notes you do play, it's the notes you don't play that are important. So let's take out, give me a number between one and eight, someone. Seven, let's take seven out. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. I, I went with Maggie, Dave was louder, we'll go with four in a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. That's a bit more interesting, isn't it? Should we do your four now, Dave? Ready? One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. I think you get the idea. The bits that you take out in music are called rests, which I thought was quite interesting and quite cool, because I wonder whether sometimes we fail to take rests, and because we fail to take rests, sometimes we don't notice things. So why do we? Well, there was a philosopher called Blaise Pascal, and he said, all our miseries come from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. Some parents are like, yes! <laughs> but uh, even if you don't have the distractions that you might, sometimes even when you get, okay, all of us are given, God-given moments every day to stop in the silence. I'm not going to be overly graphic, but when you go to the bathroom, you have a moment to rest and stop. But how many of you take this <laughs> into the bathroom? More than a few, I would suspect. And uh, what's amazing about these is we live in a world now where you can be connected to infinite stimulation at any moment. You can consume Facebook. You can search for something on YouTube. You can think, oh, well, I've got three moments on the loo, so I might as well catch a podcast while I'm there. And sometimes we're just inundating ourselves with sound all the time. But sometimes it's in the rests when we really notice what's going on around us, but also in us. So what stops us being able to do that? Okay, well, for me, um, when I wake up in the morning, my uh, 
to-do list is going ding, 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 ding in my mind as soon as I wake up. Um, we were talking this week about how my personality thrives on trying to find my value in things that I can do, especially if I can do them for other people. Give me a job and I'm like, yes, I'll do it, because I get a load of my value from completing tasks or doing things that will make me appear impressive. Now, what's behind all of that is actually a fear. Now, you might not have that one, but you will have a fear which consumes you when the rest moments come that stops you actually resting because you're thinking, oh, but there's all those people I could be texting to make sure that they know that they're okay, so I want to make sure I'm looking after people. Or there's all those things that actually I need to make sure I do because otherwise I'm going to look like a bad person. Or what is making me really special at the moment? I need to be doing all of those things. Sometimes we're consumed with the busyness. Claire brought a brilliant metaphor the other week about the halfway chair. Do you remember that? And how we have these halfway chairs in our house. Um, and they get covered in all this junk. And she talked about how underneath all of these fears and the personalities we have, there is this seat of consciousness that's probably who we really are. In other words, we've talked about is the I am, who I am underneath it all. That person sometimes is covered in all of the stuff that we haven't resolved. And I think the moments of silence give us an opportunity to actually pause, remember who we are outside of the activity of who we think we need to be. Do you remember Halloween, the last couple of years? Um, Chris put together an amazing show, and the, the idea behind it was that we all wear masks. Now, as we've studied and explored different personalities, we've realized that the masks we wear are the things that we think we need to be in order to make other people be happy with us. So we put these masks on. It might be like me, I have to do things to be valuable. It might be the identity you find in your work or in being the best at something or in accumulating knowledge or in avoiding tragedy. It's all of those things you think you need to do to be okay. There's a phrase that's been going through my mind this last week, which is, everything is sound. Everything is sound. Now that, you can hear that in two ways. Everything is sound because it's all making sound. But uh, when I moved to York, I heard a word that I'd not heard in a context like that before. I'd say to someone, oh, how are you doing? And they'd say, sound. And I'd be like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> but we have this term of saying that something is sound advice. And what it means is that it's good. It will go well. When things are sound, they are going well. I think there's something about us that needs to embrace that idea that everything is sound. I think that's part of faith. Um, Ruth brought us a great exercise as well about how we can stop and say the word I am and then our name. For example, I am Steve Devonport. And when we say I am Steve, well, we wouldn't say I'm Steve Devonport. But when you do, all the things come to mind that you relate to that thing. For me, if I say I am Danny Sewell, I think of my family. What are the expectations that have come on me? And we are all sound waves that have been created by our past. Maybe, maybe we were hit in a certain way. Uh, maybe things were breathed into us like words as we grew up, and that's created vibrations and sounds in us. And they might be things that when we have our moment of quiet, we might need to question, is actually that who I want to be? Is that the sound wave that I want to create? Okay. I think it takes faith to rest in who we are without the mask. It takes faith to realize that actually who I am underneath is enough, and I'm going to love who I am underneath the mask. It takes faith to take that off because you have to see beyond 
what we are thinking in our heads. Oh, if I take it off, then people aren't going to like me, or I'm not going to be safe, or everything will not be sound. When actually, who we are underneath, everything will be sound. So my challenge for you this week is not just to see what you have in common with other people, but is to take some moments of rest. If, if you're a loo scroller, then maybe leave the, leave the phone outside the toilet at this time and take your moment to really embrace the silence. Okay. Uh, you're going to remember that this week. Now, uh, I want to bring a song now, which Joel is going to sing, which is going to be fab. And uh, it's all about the sounds that we miss when we're never really present. There's a line that says, there's a symphony that you've never heard, and you never hear it because you're never truly here, because you're always somewhere else thinking about something else you need to do. So, Joel, let's go for it. Does anybody relate to Sheldon? So I want to talk a little bit about living a life of harmony. Because when we live a life of harmony, there are two essential parts. And if we miss either part, then we're going to miss out something and not actually have genuine harmony. Uh, before I tell you about that, I want to tell you my story. So a lot of you know me well, some of you don't. But I grew up in a, a lovely family. I probably say lovely is a good word because what we've often talked about here is that uh, I didn't experience very much conflict in my family. My mum and dad agreed that they'd never argue in front of the kids. Some of you might have had a similar situation like that. Some of you might have seen your parents arguing all the time. But I never did, so I never saw that conflict. My brother and sister were like my heroes because they were that much older than me. So I grew up in this environment where I never really experienced a lot of conflict. Hence, I can really relate to Sheldon because as soon as I experience anything that's like that incomplete, doesn't feel quite right up in the air, it's like, no, I just want everything to be all right and okay. And I think we're all like that a little bit because these two elements of harmony are dissonance and resolution. Dissonance and resolution. Now, we just did a song, listen to the world, and you got the nice jazzy chord. But if we stopped there, you'd be like, it's not finished yet. So you had to do me, and it went back to what in music we call home. It literally is called going home. And when you go home, you, well, when you think of home, you think of a place where actually everything, you can kind of rest. It's kind of got somewhere where there's a completion there. Um, now, I'll, I'll give you another little demonstration here. If we do a tune that we've already had. Uh, so that's home. We've started there. We've gone away from home. We're going somewhere else on a journey. We got back home again. It was just a short stop to the co-op or something. And then... That's dissonance. Okay, and we're done. But... But you can't finish there because it's like, no, it's like up in the air and everything's unresolved. Now, we've talked a lot in here about how some of you are feeling like, play the next chord. <laughs> some of us uh, grew up in a world where everything was very defined. And so for us, it's been really important to explore the mystery and the uncertainty of life. But having uncertainty can sometimes feel like, I don't know all the answers to everything and everything's unresolved and it feels uncomfortable. So we just want... And then you get there and it's like, oh, we've resolved and we've got some things we know and that we're familiar with. And, and I think if you want to create harmony in music, you have to have both. I mean, if you don't, you have this.
It's not very interesting. It doesn't go on any journeys. All the experience is home, home, home. It's like staying at home all day, which for some of you think, great. But actually, the reality of never moving, never going anywhere, never having any interaction with other people, actually, you miss out on the journey of life. And if you really want a life of harmony, what I'm having to learn is you have to embrace the dissonance. You have to embrace the interactions with people where it feels like, oh, like I, I, we're not vibing on the same thing, you know? We just feel like we're rubbing up against each other. But that's when you create the really cool tension that then, when it goes somewhere, it can really go somewhere. And I think uh, often with our interactions, we're trying to avoid the things that are uncomfortable, which is understandable, isn't it? But it's um, embracing both, actually, that gives you the beautiful journey. Um, so we talked a little bit about faith already. And faith is about seeing more than meets the eye. So I think there is a few different uh, things that we can put in practice that are going to help us embrace the dissonance. For example, patience. Patience is literally saying, I know there's a home chord there somewhere. I know there's a da-da. But at the moment, it just feels like everything's not quite there. And it's easy in that everything's not quite there stage to go, well, it just sounds awful, doesn't it? You can judge something in a moment. Uh, in music, you call it vertical harmony. You look down at what's going in that moment and you say, it's bad. That is a bad thing. We should just not have that and avoid it. Whereas there's this beautiful thing called horizontal harmony where you say, okay, that might sound bad, but if we just go to there, ah, now it resolves somewhere. And that's what's beautiful about harmony. As you move towards a resolution, then you see, uh, okay, we might not be there yet, but patience is saying, I believe there is a beautiful home chord coming, so I'm going to sit with, I'm even going to enjoy, if that's possible, the dissonance. I'm going to be able to spectate it from a view and say, yep, I can see this dissonance going on. I can see that I even feel uncomfortable. And that's part of separating ourselves from the, the ego. The ego is the bit that's feeling like, I'm really annoyed and offended. But you step away and you go, okay, but that bit there, I can look at it and go, let's laugh at the dissonance. Let's enjoy it because I know it's going to go somewhere. Another thing might be perseverance. That thing where you just have to see that there's something else beyond the dissonance. There's a home chord coming. Uh, forgiveness also requires some faith to look beyond. It feels awful. It might not feel nice to embrace this person at the moment, but actually I'm going to do that. So my challenge for you this week is, can you see the commonalities that you have with other people? You are different waves that have been created by different instruments from your parents, from your upbringing, from your school, from what your teachers did, from your exes, all of the experience you've had have created the sound wave that you are. And you will have some things in common with people that you might not think at the moment, because you might think we're just completely different. Spot those commonalities, and actually you'll see that you'll have a lot more in common. The second one was about embracing the silence. Be willing to embrace that, because actually that will help you to hear all of the symphony that's going on. And the third thing is embrace dissonance as well as resolution. Embrace the conflict as well as the peace. In fact, there's an interesting quote about this. Uh, Gandhi, I think, is this the Gandhi quote there? He says, peace is not the absence of conflict, but the ability to cope with it. I thought that was an interesting twist because we've talked a lot about what peace is. But we need to develop, I think that's part of why we come here, is to develop our ability to cope with the things that, 
don't feel like they're resolved. That takes a skill. It takes some understanding sometimes to be able to deal with that so you can find peace. So embrace the dissonance and the resolution. So just to finish, I have a quote from a great man. And it is, faith is the inner conviction that all will be well. <laughs> so faith is the inner conviction that all will be well. So I want to leave you with that thought about everything is sound. You are sound. You are creating sound all the time by the things you say, by the way you move in the world. And you are a sound that has been created. Everything around you is also sound. You're kind of creating a symphony as you live with the people you're working with, the interactions you have. Let's make a beautiful sound. But beautiful sound might not always be nice all the time. It might not always be, ta-da. It might have a journey to it. It might go away from home. It might go somewhere different. It might have some tension and anxiety and uncertainty. But it is all leading to a place of faith where we believe that all will be well and everything is sound. Thanks. Hello. It was funny. The other week we... Um had a practice, nine, nine o'clock-ish, and um, Joel and Connie decided they were going to sing the whole song out of tune, and um, it, that actually takes a lot of skill, really does, and then Danny decided he was going to join in and play all the wrong notes on the piano as well. It was so hilarious, it was really funny, but what was most um, intriguing was that um, Pete Condy who normally stays out in the foyer doing his stuff. He opens the door and he looks. And it was like, what, you, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> and honestly, it was brilliant. That was the best part. Because Peter, this is no disrespect, Pete, Bree would never open the door listening to us singing nicely. But when we were singing badly, he, we got his attention. And I am not kidding you, it was brilliant. I loved it. It was the best compliment we could have ever been given because he suddenly opened the door and he listened. And I said to the guys, I said, yes. It's interesting. See, that was the dissonance. The dissonance. Yet when we started singing it properly, he was gone. And can't that be the case? You see, sometimes dissonance gets more attention. It does. And yet people don't like it, really, but it gets your attention. And I think another thing that maybe we can talk about some other time is how do you live in that dissonant place where you know there's a home card coming or it's going to turn out all right, but you have to live in that space for just a little while. We all decide we don't like it and we get out when actually you've just got to just hang in there. Just hang in there. But anyway, I just thought you'd like that little story. Thank you, Pete. It was lovely. <laughs> so, so shall we sing it out of tune now and see who notices? If you notice, you will be our friends for life. If you don't, well, just carry on. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then we would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us an email to info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. Don't forget there are blogs and all sorts of media to be enjoyed at qyork.co.uk, which are welcome to browse at your leisure. Until next time, 
Enjoy the quest. <laughs>